0: All right, we promised it to you. And now here it is from Paonia, Colorado. And this is a fantastic thing because we always love to catch up with Sean from Chrysalis. And you wear a couple of hats, Big B's and Chrysalis.
1: Yep. So I, I work full time at Big B's. I make all the hard cider. And then I started this little project on the side. So Chrysalis is my this is the this is the hobby. (laughs) The <laughs> the sure. job. Get ready yeah. to learn
0: about it. Of course, Brian Freeman here with us, as well as Jake from Farm Box Food. We've got to thank all of our partners who make this road trip possible as we come at you on this longest day of the year. It's solstice, man. woo Celebrating with you. So we're going to learn a lot. We've got stuff waiting for us, but welcome to Chrysalis. Cheers. All right, let's go on in, guys. So kind of just do the play-by-play. We're going into your tasting room right here in two years, right? Yeah, it's
1: been almost two years. But, yeah, the first time you guys came to visit, we were pouring concrete and tossing gravel around and, you know, whatnot. And here we are today, and things are up and running. And
0: First of all, happy anniversary. It's coming up. On yeah, like two. two
1: weeks, and it'll be two years That's for awesome. us. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Interesting that you ask, because when you open a brewery and you try to pick a name, they're all taken. You know, you could type in your last names and brewery, <laughs> yeah, and there's already nice, one in the yeah. United States. So I don't know. We thought about it for a long time, and then eventually just the theory of everything that we do goes into oak barrels. So the chrysalis is our barrel. So just nice. like a butterfly, it's going to come out more beautiful. Our beer goes into the barrel, years go by, and then it comes out more beautiful than it was before. Transforms wow. into yeah. something totally better and different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was that important to you,
0: doing all barrels?
1: I just, you know, that limit
0: you, I mean, trying to get the...
1: I, you know, it's interesting because when I started this project, there was already a brewery in town. They're making IPAs, and they're making reds, and they're making browns, and they make great beer. But I wanted to be completely different, and I didn't want to step on anybody's toes. It's a small town, but I wanted something different. So I wanted to do barrel-aged. I wanted to do sours, mixed cultures, wild fermentations, just really interesting, wild, crazy stuff. And cu- you coming from a guy, though, you were doing
2: that with apples and pears already winning awards right. over for Big bees, and you decided to open your yeah, place here. Yeah,
1: man. yeah. so it's, just just for fun, yeah. you know?
2: <laughs> I love it, and it's yeah. turned into something so awesome. Yeah,
1: and it's really amazing. And let's have a drink. So this one, um, we'll crack that one next, but I just pulled this one actually out of a tank um, that's still actually aging right now, but I really, really wanted to talk to you guys about this one, and it's the one I talked to you guys about last night, mm-hmm. um, so this one, Oh, the, the Storm Cellar, one. one of my favorite wineries here in the town, um, they pressed their Riesling grapes. and the, It was the last pressing of the season, and on that day, I got all of the skins. <laughs> I brought them back to here, dumped it into a tank, and then I put, like, a year-and-a-half-old sour beer out of oak barrels, into this stainless tank with the Riesling grape skins. Now it's been sitting since last fall on those skins in that stainless tank and I just pulled off a sample. So we're gonna give it a shot right now. Oh my gosh, before
2: though, I can already tell from the nose, how do you become a magician? And make that times ten barrels. I mean, that is just just a nose. Sure. Well, you this know, this is the best get, summer get in I've there. smelled. Yeah, right here. Do, do a little boom, 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 boom. Everyone back. One, two, nah. <laughs> that, that, No, 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 no. Okay, no, ready? No, 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 no. No, wait, 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 wait. Ooh, let's no, get a nice I'm little. What are you gonna drink? All right, No, right,
1: t- t- oh, touch, <laughs> touch the damn glass. Right. <laughs> On the count of three, pull out one, two, three. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Well, we've got stop in
1: perfect oh my Instagrams
0: before. gosh and truly this is what we want to share with you this is so delicious and and you know as it's it's a complicated <laughs> but it's very elegant and precise Fantastic. and it's got like its complexity
1: sour beer flavor it's got like white wine flavor you know they're all kind of blended together and i think it has like hints of cantaloupe like it's like Whoa. got this melon taste to it you know well, but
2: and then it feels like summertime.
1: Right. So picture Hi, this. this is ice cold and then Ooh. carbonated. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's straight from the barrel.
2: Let's yeah. Let's go walk back. Sure. This was. Cool. I knew this was going to be a favorite before I even
1: tasted it. It's kind of. That's fantastic. Isn't All right. So as we walk
0: yeah. in here, this is something we like to do each and every time because it's a part of your story and a story that's being built off of other stories. But this system right here is iconic. Talk about what you have right now. So this
1: is our, we, we found this brewing system in a gentleman's field in Palisade. So he had bought this from the original owners of Champion Brewing. And um, I'm sure that some of your viewers have probably remember that. It was in the 90s, um, down on Larimer, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And um, all copper clad on the outside, stainless tanks, all the brew kettles. And we found it with this gentleman, and we bought it all. and. It had been out of commission for 12 to 15 years, somewhere in there, sitting and in a big field, yeah, right in the middle of and nowhere. And so we, we brought it back to life, and we've been using that system to um, create these beers. And it's just another one of those kind of portions of our story that makes it fun. And this this tank right next to us here is another one of the tanks that came with that system, and these were serving tanks. So basically, it's a giant keg. It was in a walk-in cooler. They filled it with beer, carbonated it, and then that would go right to the taps. Wow. So it's a giant serving system. Mm-hmm. I'm taking this tank, and I'm filling it a third of the way up with fruit, then dumping beer out of the barrels on top of that fruit, and the barrel of beer is already six months to a year and a half, you know, years old, and then it ages another year on that fruit in that, in that tank.
0: Do you feel like you're outgrowing this system here, or are you— is running just fine i think
1: anybody that makes beer or cider is always going to tell you their space isn't enough and you know like i could easily use a humongous warehouse but you know you make do with what you have and i can stack the barrels higher and we can make it happen and we have some more space coming up that is going to be for barrel storage so that down the road we're going to be able to have a lot more product available is this pre-sold already do you have anything in here available even i mean it's it's i mean pretty much everything is for our tasting room so I only have a few customers that I sell product to. Um, I sell some stuff to go at Zewer in Denver. So that's our only front range. Oh, good Zewer. So, oh, yeah, armor. those guys are awesome. Yeah. And um, they've got a couple of my beers there, a couple of the Big B ciders. You know, so we do stuff with those guys. But besides that, I really don't have customers that I'm selling product to. Ben 707 has one bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's all local and small, and I just can't, I can't keep up with shipping it somewhere else. Yeah, you gotta
0: feed this tasting room right right here, which is fantastic. Yeah, so eventually
1: the goal is to distribute, but it might be two, three, four years down the road, and that's fine with me. That growth is fine.
0: This is craft and boutique. I mean, look at over here. This is your bottling line, right? Right,
1: oh yeah. And those are handcrafted in Colorado. They're made up by Longmont.
0: So give us an idea of what you have on tap and if you rotate them, what your, you know, the stables are. Mm-hmm. Just give us an idea of the beer that you're producing. So we
1: rotate a lot of the taps. Mostly the sours are the ones that rotate through, like, I change them up a lot right now. I've got a key lime sour on. I've got a, um, a cherry black saison, so it's a dark saison Ooh. aged on cherries. Um, there's a regular sour cherry on, we've got the apricot, which was like the first one you guys ever tasted two years ago. So that's a staple. People love that one. But I also make a couple of beers that I don't have on tap right now, but, oh, I do. The Earl Grey is on tap. So I have an Earl Grey with lavender. So wow. And that one is bomb. And then I also make a chamomile and local honey one that people love. And that's a sour beer aged with the chamomile flowers. And that one turned out really well, but our most popular seller isn't going to surprise a lot of people. It's our hoppiest beer, but we don't make any IPAs here, but I'd make a dry hopped barrel aged (laughs) Saison where I take a traditional Saison, put it into the barrel two months on locally grown Paonia hops. Wow. Yeah. And then that comes out and that one, we also have canned it and we, we partnered with backcountry hunters and anglers, that organization who they fight for, uh, everybody's rights to be able to use the public lands. You know, that's an easy, quick way to... And so, like, we put that into cans, and they get a quarter from every can. I saw that. That's awesome. And so it's like, it's you know, like, we love hiking. We love hunting. We love fishing. We love... I'm going to go on the river as soon as we're done with this. So I'm going to go float the river, and that river is public property. Awesome. You know, and for us to have access to that and our kids to have access to that in the future is important to us and the other business partners that I have. So that's something that was really important for us to give money to to make sure that... All of those things stay available for us to use that. You want to go up into the hills into the BLM land and go, uh, you know, uh, camp, set your camper up there and be up there, but there's a fracking rig, you know? Yeah. So that's where, you know, it's important. So, but anyways...
0: This is why our road trip, I believe, is just so important. It's one thing to have you down in Denver and bring you to our studio kitchen, but it's another thing to be in your backyard, in your digs, with a baggie of your native soil just showing us around what you do. You're making, I mean, just an award-winning cider maker, but making a huge splash in the beer world. And when I have my ear to the ground and I talk to other folks, the only way that I can describe you, Sean, is a complete genius. The (laughs) things that you, um, truly, just the innovative thinker and always, Forward with what you're trying to do and in innovation. Where do you get that from? Where do you get that that drive or that that wanting to know more
1: and do more? Where, where does that come from? I think you know I, I've always been into food, so I'm really. I always say I'm a food nerd. Oh, do you think you know? your
0: recipes are food driven?
1: Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, and yeah. I'll tell you, my drinking style is food driven, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of fell out of love with the IPA craze. Because I didn't feel like IPA is paired with food like wine does send, or like send, cider does.
0: Send emails to Sean. IPA craze. That was a big statement. To say yeah. it craze means it's a fad and you believe it'll suck. I mean, I,
1: I think it's, you know, it's the most popular beer sold. Sure. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it from that standpoint. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that my personal opinion is I didn't like the way that it paired with food. I thought that the hops blew out your taste buds and you didn't get to taste your meal as it's much. So. And, and so when I started making hard ciders, like that was like something I really loved and how it paired so well with food and worked really well. Then I tasted sour beer and I realized that, that acid level and how, how well that goes with like spicy foods and all these other combinations. I mean, you can eat a bowl of ice cream and have a sour beer next to it and it's awesome. Well, sours are more like a digestive enzyme but I wanna give you
2: props because Greg, I don't know if, if you notice the confidence in, Sean, when you, we've been here for a couple years now. yeah. And the first time we came, and I got... And honestly, awesome. you are a little nervous. You are a little, you were a little shy on the gun. Right. The confidence that you exude right now, Sean, is inspiring. Well, I success. gotta tell you're, you're you, very it is. Right now. You well, Love but also with his flavors and where he's yeah, going. Well, talk Congrats. about flavors.
0: This is just evolving each time I take a sip yeah, take a sip, a sip a and, and it gets,
1: gets better. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Show us the barrel that that came from. It was in the tank. It, we it can't. Was,
1: it's back there. And it's hard to squeeze into. Oh I had to. You bet, you. I had to like crawl underneath the barrel to get it out of there. But it looks just like this stainless. <laughs> (laughs) tank right now. So it had it was in one of these oak barrels for about like I said a year and a half or so. And then when it was ready to or when the the Riesling grapes were ready and pressed, I got those skins, dumped them in the tank like that, and then they've been sitting in there since fall.
0: Where's the funk bucket? Always have to Oh yeah. Actually
1: I got several now there's I got one back there. There's a little one here. All these back here are ones that I use and when he when he asks about my funk bucket I, I have mixed cultures going on. Uh, that's the stuff that's making the sour beers. And so those buckets right there, every time I finish a Saison and move it into the oak barrels, I dump about a gallon out of, into each barrel with the beer that just went in there. And whatever's living in those are going to create that sour beer. <laughs> and, once and those I t- are coming out of? Yep. So I take it out of there and then I'll, I'll either dump apple juice or if there's beer wort left over. So I just got to keep sugar. It's like a sourdough starter nice. for bread. Yeah. It's just my, my, my beer starter and I just keep them alive and keep them going.
0: You, you've I accumulated funk over the years.
1: Yeah. And so I've collected them from other breweries. Yeah. Like if I drank a sour beer that I liked, I would just dump it into this uh, growler that I had at home. And I kept that thing alive since like 2011. Yeah. You know, and it's still at my house. I still have that one going as I well. The original funk. The original original <laughs> funk. Yeah. yeah i have set you loose on doing a lot. Of, uh,
0: you'd crush making kombucha too if you just gave yourself a kombucha facility. You you probably. Be, yeah. <laughs> Same with spirits.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I I am a big fan of of, of distilling spirits. I, I've dabbled in it a little bit. Um and. You know, eventually would love to do that as well. What
0: do you think? Cheeses? You think you could make cheeses?
1: Yeah. Well, so (laughs) funny you say that, because if you would have asked me like 15 years ago what I was doing, I would have told you that I'd be making cheese right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I was a cheesemonger at a specialty grocery store in Salt Lake City, and I grew up in minnesota but my mom grew up on a dairy farm so i always kind of had that in the back of my mind and i love blue cheese so i don't know if it has something to do with the funky flavors that i really i really go after but i love blue cheese so i always thought that i could open up a blue cheese factory you know well and
2: that's why i see you doing so well in this like fermentation but it's like more of a long different kind of fermentation with the the pears mm-hmm. the the fruit on the fruit side yeah you just do i you're knocking it out of the park.
1: Maybe. What industry
0: cool. do you see the most innovation in right now as far as food and beverage? Hard
1: seltzer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there's innovation in it, but no. there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I really like? Just the fact that I think, I mean, last year doesn't really count. You know, it was tough for everybody. But I think when you look at the restaurant scene and you look at the distilling, you know, like all of the craft that's coming out, people are making cheese in small batches, people are making, you know, uh, spirits in small batches, and they're getting it into these restaurants that are carrying this stuff, and that's what I think is really awesome. Yeah. You take that example, like, you go to France, and you're in some small town in France, and there's two guys making baguettes, there's four or five people making cheese, there's seven wineries, and it's all in that little town, you know. And is, the, is the pendulum going back
0: that way? Because it's interesting with your other job. When you put on the Big Bees hat, the name of the game is trying to get real consistent, and to carry that consistency for scaling and bigger production pieces with that. Right. That's that's an interesting thing to take on that thought. To process. To take on both moment. of those thought processes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I guess I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, there was a time, and you know, like, I mean, I've been making the hard cider for Big Bees at almost 11 years now, and. Looking back, there was a point where we were like, how do we You get, talked about that? I mean, how do we get consistent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we do this the same every single time? And it's hard when you get to a certain volume, you might not bring in the same apple every oh, single yes. time. Yeah. You know? And so we just you know, we just focus on doing our best at keeping it. And keeping the practices the same and, you know, repeating that same thing over and over and over. But, like, here it's yeah. fun because I don't necessarily have to be perfect every time. Well, I was going to
0: ask yeah. you that. Do you want chrysalis to ever be the, at, to that point?
1: I don't know. That's yeah. a the
0: that's, that's, that's question. Yeah, it's a yeah. big question.
1: Sure. Question. I mean, like, I would love to have more distribution around the state. Yeah. And, you know, eventually we'll get there. Um, but w- at what cost? Am I right. going to put into that? Right. So this, this this project is growing organically, and that's what we're really shooting for. Well, let's, yeah,
0: let's end g- this as we go over, and I think that what we want everybody to do is when you're coming through town, you want to stop at places like this, and we're trying to make you familiar, right. and uh, you'll want to come in. We'll we'll end this thing at the bar where we'll order a beer like so many of you should do, and I, I just want to go over and see the menu and what's on tap, and then we'll, we'll call it a day. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. Ha- happy solstice. Let's go ahead. Yeah. And there? Greg, as we're walking over okay. there, I'll, I'll the touch here. to your
2: point, Greg, that you were saying about small versus large. I think that they're to where Sean was going. I think that this Those small the batch bombs. is really right
1: going to be. And the they go well chair. with sour. But too. I think yeah, that well, there's two said, companies. And and there's
2: always going to be that larger company that's, that's we'll going to need man. the the consistent. But then going to other customers are going to have that small yeah. batch. Did you get the kitty? Oh God!
0: What's the cat's name?
1: Elsa Cezanne is her name. Of course. She's a survivor. What you got? So this is the other wine one that we talked about last night. So this one is about 350 pounds of Chamberschun grapes, which is a red wine grape. And I used the whole grape on this one. So we ran it through the Distemmer, which kind of crushes it, Mm -hmm. but doesn't really juice it. And then we put all that in that same tank dumped the same beer on it same exact process as we were talking about before but with a red wine grape and so this one has way more juice in it wow. this one is going to come out at about 10% alcohol because it had all that other sugar that came from from the, the, the grapes and so can
0: you utilize it? can you do a second run with those grapes in another project or
1: they got they got they got fed to pigs after that oh, so oh, wow uh, look, look at, at the, the color. color
0: I know that's the first thing that strikes you.
1: Look at that. Gorgeous. And it's, a,
2: it's like that amber of, like, a red, mm-hmm. in a sense.
1: Yeah, and so this was the Saison that went in there. Mm-hmm. Getting, like, a little cranberry thing going on.
2: And now, Sean, this is so different from... You would never bastardize this and mix it with anything. Like, you do... Because you play around like that with... The, the ciders. Yeah, mix it you, with other you things. You mix it with other things. You'd never want to do that with this, right?
1: Well, I couldn't say never if someone came in and had a great idea and was like, dude, have you tried these together? I'd be <laughs> like, sounds good to me. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. To those
2: guys.
0: This is how we love to end it. Wow.
1: Whoa. Wow. So it's like crazy, right? Uh-huh. It's like red wine and beer all in one sip but you get the the wine is in the back of your mouth at the end of it <laughs> oh, wow. and tannins. the beer is up front yeah. for
2: me i mean that's for me but and i'm getting a tongue coating with the sour through. yeah There's and it's yeah. bubbly going on. carbonated wow and such a contrast yeah. between this. those two yeah oh my gosh like what a this is something i'd want it that, that almost like for me this is a, my dessert to be honest right with the big steak yeah it would be like the dessert for that steak right there
1: who uh who's doing your artwork so um Alyssa Edgerly did this one and then um, basically what I did was I talked to several local artists and I said um, you know hey we're just starting up this business and Mm. you know we don't really have the budget to like kill it on label art and all that kind of stuff and would you be willing to share a piece of your art with us we'll put it on the label we'll put your name on the label you know, and so when our product gets bought and taken out of the valley, your, your product also goes out of the hi, valley. Hi. And there's For amazing you. artists here in Paonia. So, and so each one of our each one of our labels is a different artist right now.
2: I mean, look at that. You're in We're an just, incredible place. Hand? I've been talking to yeah. people hand, all day the about the minerals and how this is like the was a glacial runoff. Mm-hmm. And I think spiritually, you're in one of the best places around, man. The, yeah, with well, the tones that vibrate here. Are, you're in the right place, Sean.
1: P- people ask me all the time, you know, like, why did I move here? And, I mean, I moved here for a job, but also oh, yeah. I live here because it's, a, it's an amazing, magical valley, you know. Yeah, so there's a couple more labels, a couple more of the artists locally. Oh, and Devonel, this is the an Lord, And then... Yes, I won a Good Food Award. Look at this, look at this. And that, that's a competition in San Francisco. Congratulations. And the one thing that I really like about the Good Food Awards is comparatively to a lot of other competitions, this it encompasses a whole Thanks. bunch of different categories. Everything from charcuterie to cheese to chocolate and coffee. Mm-hmm. But they vet very hard all of the people that enter to make sure that you're doing things sustainably you're doing you're not using artificial colors you know you grow things organically you know all those things and because uh, we haven't touched on this yet today but we grew our barley for this project right here in paonia so our barley was grown in a field just down the road and we we grew that and then we had to take it to fort collins to have it uh malted but brought it back here but it's locally grown here it's terroirs coming out of the ground and creating that so about anywhere from 90 to 95% of the ingredients that we use, they're all from here in Paonia. The hops come from here, the water comes from here. If I'm using wild yeast, it comes from here. The fruit that we're getting for the most part is coming from here, the flowers, any of that other stuff, so.
2: But the, I, love I love that you love. even kept your malting because I know the small little company.
1: Yeah, use. Troubadour.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that is so, that's awesome to yeah. be able to keep it so Colorado in everything that you do,
0: Sean. Yeah. All right, let's button it up. That's great. I always like to end with the 30-second, one-minute of, hey, here's why you should stop by if you're in our neighborhood.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that we make a really awesome product, and if you're on the highway and right now it's hot and you need a little break. Oh, yeah. You know, swing on into Paonia. It's always a great place to visit, and we've got a lot of things to offer in this town. But if you want a beer, Chrysalis is the place to stop. I think you're right.
0: Beautiful patio, great people. One thing that you missed as far as ingredient was the love that you put into your product. And, man, I can tell that yeah. you just love your what you do, and that's fantastic. You're Makes in the it right fun. Spot. That's sure. All right, we're going to button it up again, the longest day of the year. It is solstice. We've got some other stops to make. I think this is our third stop of the day. But we thank you for <laughs> joining us. Tomorrow morning, we're uh, getting it all packed up and heading down the road. We're going to uh, meet with Chef Will Nolan at Little House in uh, Telluride. It's amazing when you have a uh, watch that'll that tells you it what to do, breathe and stuff like. That. <laughs> I am breathing. I'm talking all in one breath. Uh, we're gonna be in Telluride and then Durango on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're gonna head through the San Luis Valley. We'll be in Walsenburg. and we're gonna get into some ranch country, the Lamar, Colorado. All of our tour stops are on themoderneater.com. Check that out. And thank you to all of our partners who make this programming happen for us. We'll be at Big Beast tonight walking around with Jeff Schwartz on the property there. I don't know, it's my happy place. Payonia in general, Paonia Hodgkiss is my happy place. I'd love to for everybody uh, not to come, but then I don't wanna <laughs> be selfish, it's a great place to be. All right, we're gonna kick that rock on down the road, and from Chrysalis, I gotta thank you, Sean. Cheers. You so much. Cheers to you. Cheers. And for Jake and Brian Freeman and Jay Parker, I'm Greg Hollenbeck. We'll see you at Big B's a little bit later on on this solstice, and happy Father's Day.